Hey everyone, welcome back to another week of Imani Talks Astrology. I'm just gonna let this truck pass. Cool, this is your host, Imani. Um, my god, happy Pisces season. <laughs> we are about... I think halfway through it, or we will be um, by the end of the week when it becomes uh, March. Yeah, this one is a doozy and there just seems to be this really deep excavation. that has been happening since the beginning of the year, um, since we experienced the longest year of the decade, which was January, 2020, um, no typo. Um, and now we're in the second longest year of the decade, which is itself February, 2020. (laughs) And I honestly can say, I do not think that March will be any different. This retrograde has been super intense um and even you know usually I don't you know I'm not usually deeply impacted by retrogrades like they might be a little bit frustrating and annoying you know something might change up I think the last major mercury retrograde for me was the one last year in March because it was during my birthday and I started my um current job at that time and you know they say don't sign contracts during mercury retrograde that definitely was an indicator of why not that there's anything wrong with my job but definitely the reason for being there has definitely kind of changed um i think mercury retrograde always provides an opportunity for there to be just an internal focus um and to think beyond the conscious reasoning for doing things. The thing what happens when Mercury goes retrograde and Mercury, of course, moves behind um, the sun rather than being um, ahead of the sun, it changes from day consciousness to night consciousness. We think about night consciousness. um, When you have conscious awareness at night, you cannot rely on what you see because your vision is um, in a way obscured, right? Um, And so you have to tune into the more subtle levels of consciousness. Um, The other senses that you have, you have to hear differently, you know? And you think about during meditation, when your eyes are closed, it requires, it removes your attention from what, ah, yes, when your eyes are closed and you are emerged in darkness, it removes your awareness from outside of you and turns it into you, right? Which is why, of course, they ask you to be cautious about signing contracts and different things like that, because there's usually something else underneath the surface um, that we aren't able to pick up about ourselves that is impacting the overall decisions that are happening outside of us. And of course, because we have a very externalized and masculine world, 
um, the things like public transportation, all of the physical um, movement-oriented pieces related to our reality are a little bit difficult um, to um, have control over because they don't know how to have a internalized function. There is no internalized function of like a computer, you know, it's, it's externalized. Anyway, I think you understand what I'm trying to get at. So yeah, um, I'm here. I'm recording this. There is, we'll go over the major lunations, specifically the, um, uh, quarter moons, and we'll briefly talk about the full moon, but of course there will be a full moon special, um, probably next week. Yeah, I think I think so. I don't remember when the full moon is. We'll get into that when I start um, talking. We're also going to talk a lot about Chiron um, and Venus, as well as Jupiter, because those are some very important players in this uh, retrograde, as well as this Pisces season. Um, Mars is also one, so we're going to take a little bit of focus to talk about the nodes as well. I'm probably going to keep this episode short. I probably have said that a thousand and one times before. I don't feel very well. Um, as some people know, I had food poisoning this weekend, and I'm still recovering from that. That has really just thrown a wrench in everything that I've supposed to been supposed to be doing. Last week, had some really big, major Berkey retrograde where I had my vehicle towed. So, like, it's just been overwhelming sign after sign of, like, Think about yourself, 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 think about yourself. And I'm going to take heed and do so. All right, we're going to take a quick break and I will be right back. Alrighty, y'all. So, as you may know, Chiron is in Aries at this time. Um, And during Cancer season, we have, or even during, uh, not, did I just say cancer season? My God. Um, during, um, Aquarius season as well as <sighs> Pisces season and even parts of Aries season as well, we will start to see a lot of Chiron aspects, um, in the sky. Um, and so I definitely think it's important to bring back the importance of Chiron, especially because there have been a couple of different things that have kind of surfaced in my life related to my natal Chiron, which is at Virgo. So that's been tried and tested by this season and this retrograde. Um, but also of course in the transiting Chiron, which again is in Aries. Okay, so with the Chiron and Aries aspect, you know, the Chiron is, or uh, placement, there is a lot that's happening in relation to masculinity, sexuality, identity um, that we're seeing, and even willpower um, and short term goals that we're seeing. Um, in the collective as well as in our individual lives. So the resurfacing of wounds, especially related to the masculine um, collectively, so relating to the individual masculine within you as well, 
um, are things that are coming up. I think it's worth mentioning, um, and the Harvey Weinstein um, thing and him being found guilty, um, while that is just one person, it is a, in a way, related to healing of a wound, related to the violation of the power um, of the uh, masculine um, collectively at this time. And so there is a lot kind of surfacing and happening and opportunities for us to find healing and for there to be reconciliation um, with these parts of ourselves. I think one received a spam call that interrupted what I was saying with Chiron. And I think one thing that I miss when I talk to clients, um, but also in my own life is Chiron isn't always necessarily a negative response to something. We have to remember that our trauma responses are often sometimes things that are validated um, and seen as positive um, by our society for there being a lack <laughs> of discernment between the ways that people, healthy ways for people to expand, expound or utilize their energy or specific facets. Um, of themselves, right? So definitely keep that in mind. One thing that I noticed for myself, and I will encourage you to look into with Chiron, especially given the fact that Mars is transiting Capricorn right now, um, and they're being, um, you know, on the 21st, we had Mars and Cap square Chiron. Um, And so what I wrote in my astrology of 2020 notes is, what has to be healed to get you back on the battlefield. There is knowledge that you hold about limitations of the warrior, the weak spots, the fears, the triggers. What has to be accepted to get you back on the battlefield? And do you understand the purpose of the war? You do. Cool. Act like it, right? So if we're supposed to be getting into and finding a more kind of positive Um, and more aligned way of embodying identity that's not centered in arbitrary um, rules and regulations around the masculine self and even the toxic um, ways that we see that masculinity and the masculine is embodied or even in some cases ignored and um, repressed um, inside of us, right? If we're supposed to be reforming our relationship with that part of ourselves, what is it that we have to look and see about the way that we um, embody our identity, the way that we utilize our willpower? So what is it that we're doing? What is it that we're placing our energy and focus into? So there is this really big relationship between in Pisces season between like taking the ex- time to examine the way that other people are experiencing you right um through this kind of collective energy that the Piscean energy holds right but it's being able to then take that step back and see how we're taking on the collective energies outside of us right and the ways that we're willing to kind of adjust ourselves to embody love, right? That is what the Piscean energy wants us to do. How are we embodying compassion? How are we embodying unconditional love? How are we showing that to the world? Not in a way that allows us to be stepped on and not in a way that allows us to have our boundaries violated, but in a way that we are really kind of standing in our most authentic truth and version of ourselves, especially not 
allowing certain wounds related to our identity to control the way that we are experiencing our world and the way that other people are experiencing us. One thing that I realized um, for myself today, I have felt extremely fucking drained all week because I do not feel well. And I realize that I have, I'm naturally a very solutions oriented person. I really am not someone who likes complaining. (laughs) I will humor people when they're venting or complaining about stuff. But for the most part, I'm just like, come on. Like, um, and, but I've also realized that I've had a really big issue of even when humoring people, offering unsolicited advice and solutions that people are not asking for. And so feeling the need to kind of like fix everything is a very big part of my identity expression at this time. And it's given this retrograde, activating all of that for me, activating my, uh, sun activating my mars and then this chiron energy also activating this entire pisces stelium in my chart right as well as the the opposition between my month my my mun my moon and my chiron this time of the year is always extremely extremely busy for me and there always are a lot of things that are happening outside of me that are pulling me away from myself while these things are also simultaneously pulling me towards myself because it's asking me to change how I'm engaging with the world outside of me, right? I So in noticing that, I it's even especially with Mercury, and this is kind of bouncing around a bit, but like with Mercury and Pisces, as I have said before, and this may be just something that I've talked to people about in passing, we have to listen differently right? And we're not listening on the level of what is this person saying? There are multiple levels in which we're listening, right? It's okay, this person is saying something to me. What is the way and the thought pattern that I have in response to said person, right? Is what they're saying, I had posted this in my story a couple of days ago, is, is what's happening about me or is this about them? How does that related to the way that I want to respond to this situation, how can I, is that a specific? Another phone call, I get so many fucking spam calls every day. It is so frustrating. Oh my God. Another call interrupting my flow and what I'm trying to do. Do you, do you see? Okay, cool. Um, you know, is that in alignment with now I don't even remember what the fuck I was saying and now I'm about to start getting angry okay you know get what is what I'm saying aligned with combat compassion and a conditional love mind you compassion and conditional love unconditional love does not always sound like rainbows and butterflies sometimes it's that's enough you've been saying or doing a lot and I can't take on any more at this time. Can we revisit this conversation at a different time because I'm becoming frustrated? You know, or telling someone, you know what, you've crossed a particular boundary with me and I can't allow you to continue to do that. Um, I would prefer that we have, hold and have these interactions in this particular way, right? You know, so there is a really big ask of um, also, you know, maintaining your sense of of boundaries is a part of what you should be 
doing right so Chiron and Aries is like I want to heal now I want to figure this out now I want to have and claim my identity now right that Mar that Mars square was like look you have boundaries and I think it would behoove us all to look at the Capricorn energy outside of kind of like a daddy energy um, and look at it in, in, in the kind of authoritarian, I'm telling you what to do sense and kind of think about it in terms of like, no, like these are rules and these are boundaries and limitations put in place so that we can be safe, so that we can put the time and energy into giving ourselves creating a structure and an order that allows us to love ourselves and hold ourselves accountable for the things that matter, right? And so, <coughs> sorry, Mars and Capricorn, it's where Chiron is like, look, what has to be healed to get back, get you back on the battlefield, your time and energy right now needs to be invested in maintaining your boundaries, Period. That's what we need right now. We need to make sure that we have the order and the structure in place to take care of ourselves in a very physical way so that we can show up in the impassioned way that we would like to when it's time and when we're ready, right? So if you know that, let's act like that, right? And so let's kind of change and shift some of these things around. I'm gonna take a break um, and when I come back, I'm going to talk more about Mars um, in Capricorn um, because there are some really great and exciting aspects coming up with that. One that we experienced yesterday on the 25th um, where Mars was conjunct the South Node. Um, and so there, this, my notes, literally, they align exactly with what I, I just said. Um, so this will definitely be interesting to kind of share with you all. Cool. All right, I'm back. I don't know where I left off because that was two days ago. <laughs> Please don't hurt me. Um, I think one thing that's worth mentioning, um, Harvey Weinstein um, verdict per se um, happened in light of the Venus in Aries square to Jupiter so in the path of the new moon which I did not write about which is so weird um oh well that let's not get too caught up in that um the me too movement um happened during Jupiter in Scorpio and so a lot of those themes will definitely kind of come back around um, in some particular way as we have on a societal level this unearthing or this magnifying glass on the abusive nature of the Mars planet and of the masculine and the you know um, abuse of power in the masculine sense um, that we saw um through, of course, rape culture and misogyny and patriarchy, um, and that coming back around to systems, right, as we're looking at Jupiter and Capricorn. And I might have mentioned this a little bit before, Jupiter is in fall in Capricorn, and so there is a bit of a, eh, 
you know, that <laughs> Jupiter has when it's in Capricorn in terms of how far it's willing to go and the risks that it's willing to take. Um, and a thing to kind of take away or, or understand about um, Jupiter and Capricorn is that it's like, okay, like we risk. Okay, you want me to take risk? Cool. And so it's kind of trying to find your footing in wanting to have a very methodical way to being risk-taking. And so in a way, it is a bit risk-averse, Jupiter and Capricorn. And it's kind of, when a planet is in fall or a planet is in detriment, it's not necessarily that it's like bad. There is no bad placement, right? But it's a matter of there being this discomfort um, that the planet feels when it's in that sign. And it adds a learning curve of being able to, within this environment, how can I... Um, make room for what it is that I need, right? So at this time, so again, on the 23rd, the new moon in Pisces, Venus was in Aries, right? We need to remember that traditionally Jupiter is the ruling planet of the, of Pisces. So this new moon was answering to Jupiter. And I think there's a really big energy of kind of like breaking your own rules that I see with Jupiter and Venus square Jupiter, where it's like you want to, you know, take this risk or kind of like go out of your way, especially for people that you love, whether that be a partner or people that you're just, you know, in close proximity to or trying to relate to They're even in terms of money, um, kind of wanting to break your own rules for the sake of like, well, you know, this is what kind of I I think I can do, right? Going back to the idea of trying to like fix everything. So a really big thing around over-promising, especially in terms of Venus being in Aries, there can be these really large asks of of partnership, whether that be business partnership or relationship-wise or, you know, um, or even in terms of spending, in terms of value that you have for yourself, but a kind of uh, e okay, like I can do it in this way, right? Um, kind of approach to that. I hope what I'm saying is making sense. Venus, where Jupiter again is a lot of times about over promising, um, <laughs> um, taking uh, biting off more than you can chew. Um, so definitely there is in a way a really big uh, awareness of the ways, especially in the Piscean house that you have this kind of newfound awareness that you might have of the ways that you've been breaking your own rules and kind of compromising your individual value, especially given the fact that you're not working to continue to maintain and establish the boundaries that you need to support yourself um, in relation to other people and when within relationship with other people and to be able to take the risks that you need to for yourself. One thing that I wrote this mix of the Piscean and Aries energy is bringing up how collectively there is a selfishness and a need to martyr oneself blindly to the individual needs of others. Recipe for disaster. Water and fire. Rain on a volcano. It is volatile and a recipe to spread yourself thin and feel like you've been used by the time Aries season rolls around. So chill. Observe at the level of your instinctual, instinctual response 
and change when necessary. Recognize habit patterns related to violating your own boundaries, martyring self. Embodiment of unconditional love and compassion starts at the individual level and internally, not externally. It's not about what you can or should do for others, but how you need to show up for yourself to then be able to change how you show up for other people. Okay. On February 25th, we had Mars in Capricorn um, conjunct the South Node um, between six and seven degrees. So when I had originally saw this aspect, what I kind of thought about is um, the song Mary Magdalene by uh, tw- um, FK Twigs. Um, in the first verse of the song when she talks about a woman's work, a woman's prerogative, a woman's time to embrace she must put herself first. And so it is really easy to put the structural needs of life and other people before your own, but are you willing to feel into what would nourish that even further? You can be mad at the world, you have been denied, but you can be inspired to put yourself put first. Put on your mask before anyone else's. Divine feminine intervention. So there is this kind of resurfacing and even a kind of... um as you're working and what you're working towards um, can feel a little bit fruitless, especially if you're looking for things outside of you to be some sort of validation. Um, It brings up a lot of old angers, wounds, and triggers um, for individuals, especially because this Mars and Capricorn is answering, is having this conversation with Chiron and Aries. And so it can, this, as this, we're experiencing this um, transit, for a couple of um, days at this point at the 28th, it is, it has, um, it is a separating aspect. It can be fe- easy to feel a little bit ouch um, uh, or kind of hurt by things that are happening outside of you and a little bit upset and feeling a little bit da- let down um, by other people, by structure, by society, by the world. It's, we need to remember when we're dealing with, um, difficult uh earth aspects um it can the go-to response is usually to be really hard on ourselves we're not working hard enough we're not doing enough and it's like no you're doing enough in this time recognize and see what's surfacing again what did i say recognize habit patterns related to violating your own boundaries martyring self unnecessary um being able to observe at the level of your instinctual response, right? So even then being able to not necessarily tweak or change, but the moment that you realize or see yourself working really hard or putting in a lot of work, be trying to be productive. Think about all of these words that are used in capitalism and also kind of used against us. You know, you're not grinding hard enough. You're not this enough. You're not that. The moment that you kind of catch yourself falling into that habit pattern and feeling like you're not doing enough, just identifying that moment for yourself is enough and is extremely necessary during this cycle, especially since Mercury is retrograde in Pisces and a lot of the work and this kind of deep excavation that's coming up is being able to look when we're thinking about like archaeology is so gross in so many ways when we think about digging up artifacts you know it's about getting the artifacts and making sure that we're able to to wrap them and preserve them until we get them back to the lab and we're able to identify and make sense of them 
and to write the story associated with them um, and find the meaning out of what that is. We just need to, to dig, right? We're just digging. We're just digging and we're packing, right? And so as a lot of stuff is coming up and it's not necessarily that you have to completely work through and deal with everything to its end, but you're working through things enough, right? I think lots of times, especially in the healing journey, we mistake in a milestone that we make for being the end marker, right? For being the end of the race. The end of the race is not until we're gone, right? And then it may still be that there is more of that race (laughs) to experience in the next lifetime. We just have to be Abe willing to put ourselves first and be willing to kind of look through and examine the way that we're responding to external stimuli, the way we're external, we're responding to what's expected of us from society to be able to then set the intention to do differently, right? To embrace compassion and unconditional love on the individual level to then recognize that it is something that everyone is deserving of, right? This is a really big season of not just really learning to forgive, you know, it's it's about forgiving yourself, right? I think, especially in the way that Christ consciousness is shown to us, we kind of think so much about like, oh, how we need to forgive other people. And, you know, while that is important, we have to get at the level of individual forgiveness for the ways that we react and the way that we are programmed so that we can then be that much more understanding of other people, right? On March 2nd, we're going to have the first quarter moon in Gemini just to refresh everyone's memory about what the quarter moon is and to refresh my own memory. Hold on one second. Changes being made in the environment in order to break out of past conditioning, tearing down old structures and moving out to build new ones. So this is definitely a better time, I would say, during the waxing crescent in the first quarter moon to start to set intentions um, because that idea of wanting to transform and that willingness to do so is there. It will be a, a tough one because the Piscean and Gemini energies together can be a little bit confusing in a square it is a little bit difficult um think about um kanye has a gemini sun and a pisces moon and he's very difficult to follow um you know as an individual and that has kind of been his thing in varying degrees of offensiveness since he's been an artist right and so kind of thinking about it like that. And so it was really funny because I posted about Mercury signs today. Everyone with Gemini Mercury said that their thought pattern were all of the all of the ones listed, right? So let me read this out to you because it's so funny. Um, hopefully this doesn't shut off. Let's see. Oh, overthinking, comparing, ideal... I, idealizing, projecting, longing were all the different um, thought patterns um, that were illustrated in what I had in my story. And that's it, right? So imagine emotionally you going through all of these really intense possibilities in your own mind, 
right? But also what your external body and what your external body needs is kind of an understanding of that framework outside of you as well, right? And so it's kind of like, okay, I'm thinking, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Um, I think the thing when the moon is in Gemini is there's a it, it's intensity to kind of like loop in one particular um, uh, mind or habit pattern to feel comfortable, right? And to feel a sense of um, emotional stability, but it's, it's perceived emotional stability. It's not complete emotional stability because it's not balanced right you're looping in one part because you refuse to acknowledge the other it kind of think about it like one good twin one bad twin right so it's kind of like looping in the more positive way that you're able to function mentally to feel emotionally comfortable is what there is a tendency to do when the moon is in gemini and so when the sun is in pisces right there is this again, very externalized and very hypersensitive way of taking on and experiencing your reality. And so it can be very easy to kind of get stuck in a loop of the same sensitivity over and over and over again. And it can be, you know, when you're, it's kind of like a weird, like kind of like glitching robot thing, right? And so while there is this awareness of a and so that's why I was saying it's important to observe on the level of what your habit pattern is because it's going to be very obvious and very kind of in your face once March 2nd comes around that there is a certain place that you're stuck in and looped in mentally that may have you either overextending yourself to other people or lacking the boundaries that you need to feel the vitality, the sense of vitality that you need. And while there may be particular goals about how you're trying to embrace compassion, you may find yourself kind of stuck and trapped, um, likely in things that may not be necessarily realistic or hard to kind of ground. This is important to remember that Mercury is retrograde in the sign Pisces during this time. Um, so it can just be a bit of an emotionally kind of chaotic and confusing time um, around then. Um, and so it may, but it is, again, a very good time for observation. Let me look up the Chandra symbol really quick. I hope what I'm saying is making sense. It probably is, but like, I don't know. Mm. What is going on? My computer is literally not working. Okay, hold on. Gemini, 13 degrees. 
a famous pianist giving a concert performance. Individual social individual fulfillment in the performing of a social function to which some prestige is attached. Having entered upon the path of individualized experience that brings him in touch with broader or higher realms of superpersonal inspiration, the individual person is able to become himself a source of inspiration, an agent for man and the formative powers guiding human evolution. His role is to mobilize emotions, to present to others an image of what for most people is beyond their mediocre and lukewarm responses to the challenge of becoming more than man to experience more intensely and to see farther this is the role of the true and ideal virtuoso and in a far-reaching sense of the avatar whose example fascinate, fascinates human beings leading them to leave behind their past and venture forth into new realms of experience at this third stage, we see meanings of the two preceding symbols synthesized. One moves into new realms and successfully challenges the fears, the insecurity, and the lack of self-confidence of the past in oneself. All negative attitudes, which while conditioned by the social environment, have but in, in, become engraved upon the unconscious. Having achieved this liberation, one can bring to the environment the power generated by self-discipline, skill, and self-confidence. One has become at least an at least potential source of inspiration. And so I think, again, going back to the idea of Christ's consciousness, and so the embodiment of compassion and unconditional love, I think there's a way that we think that we have to perform that for the world that's looked at as a positive, even though it's in a way making oneself a sacrificial lamb again going back to the idea of martyring oneself and so there becomes this awareness of how you may be trapped in this loop of martyring because of the response that you receive um, externally and even in a way that one is um, rewarded um, for doing so and so again, all of these themes that I've said before this has been this awareness and this observation that you're supposed to have of how you're responding to your reality, especially being able to have a framework that is different than a colonial framework that you are analyzing and experiencing yourself from, right? And so that's why this Mercury retrograde is incredibly important, as I think I've mentioned in the previous episode, because so much of what we're doing, again, going back to a sense of authenticity, does make us or is now kind of providing us an opportunity to step into a framework of being that is very authentic to self and being able to kind of see how you've fit societal moles and societal um, conditioning to be an acceptable version of yourself and how that has impacted your mental faculties and so your thoughts, attitudes, and beliefs about yourselves and being able to, again, feel into, listen differently, right, to what is being said. I think one thing that is going to come up and that I've seen in different community spaces that I've been a part of that's so odd is listening different. There is this underlying message of what's not being said, right? And what people's attitudes and beliefs, you know, you're, you have to remember, especially when we're talking about Mercury, 
Mercury is the projection of one's consciousness. Consciousness being the sun, right? Consciousness is what we see of ourselves, right? And so while there is this, again, extending a hand, being compassionate, and in some instances, having no boundaries, dissociating from reality is what consciousness is showing, what you're seeing outside of you, and what you see subconsciously, the moon and other planets in the chart is the programming and the system that's there. So March 2nd is a very important time, especially in observing. I think that's the best thing that we can do during the season um, to really kind of see around you where there is a show and a performance kind of happening around you and the way that you're performing. By March 4th, Mercury retrograde is going to re-enter the sign of Aquarius. What I wrote in my notes is, can we remember all of us, not just the self in this lifetime, but the amalgam that is us, us, (laughs) a retrograde where we are asked to consider others in our plan and not just others as in the world, but the others who we have came from. What are the skills in you that lay dormant within you that can build the future, right? And so again, building the future starting at a very individual level right where it's like what do what truth what freedom what medicine do i need for myself what am i listening to in listening differently what am i hearing in my community what am i hearing outside of me what am i hearing within myself and how does that align with what i expect or what i uh, believe my consciousness is projecting um, outside of me. Um, And so it's going to get really interesting. And then around, let me see, there are so many notes that I did not put that I think are important. So on fast forward to March 9th, if there are other aspects and things in between them, we just not going to talk about them because I don't have the notes. So it's okay. March 9th, we have the full moon in Virgo at 19 to 20 degrees. Awareness of how one must align purpose and effort in order to make a dream reality, a true one. There is a big picture, a new world, a new paradigm. There's a framework. Reach into yourself and pull it out. Remember, Mercury is retrograde. (laughs) Why did I put that? I think I put that because we think that we have to do everything (laughs) and figure everything out. And that there is this desire like in having this, oh wow, and this kind of like, excuse me aha moment that we might feel at this time in which we kind of forget to like slow our roll and forget what is is truly possible at this time you know this new world new paradigm framework it's something to be worked towards it's not something that will arrive instantly that same day mercury is going to go direct um at 28 degrees aquarius um the chandra symbol but for 28 to 29 degrees 
we have the key word is metamorphosis. So again, there is this um, transformation. And I think it's an awareness of a transformation that has already taken place, right? This is something that we've been rooted in, something that we've been working towards and embodying and embracing this entire time. But I think it's being aware that the awareness is what's needed to then be initiated into perceiving not just perceiving, but aligning your life with that framework, um, aligning your life with that new paradigm, right? It's January through February has felt very, uh, up until March, honestly, even though we're not in March yet, has felt very preparatory to me. It really just feels like a primer um, for a new kind of like chapter and a new um direction that I think the rest of the year is about to take in a way that we just cannot see. Keyword is metamorphosis, initiation. They have been waiting for you to consider there are needs. You there are needs. You are blessed with there are needs that you have. You are blessed with the reemergence of ideas, thoughts, attitudes, and skills. I think one thing that we under that we forget that Mercury is about as well, in addition to just our thoughts and our attitudes, is our skills um, and the skill sets that we have. Um, and these are the skill sets that we use to show our, again, to project our consciousness, right? To those skills that we use to show our sun sign self um, into the world. So there is a new way to show compassion not even a new way, an, an old way that has kind of laid dormant within us and hasn't really been watered the way that it's needed to. Um, I can imagine for some people, these are things that you might have realized um, in during February as um, at the beginning of February as uh, Mercury was moving through Aquarius and through Pisces um, during the pre-shadow period. Um, and so it's coming back to it and really if there was something that you were working on I know for myself <laughs> this has been the case that's kind of seen like it's lost steam or lost momentum in some way you may come back to that after mercury goes direct and there is more information and more ideas about how you can move forward on March 11th oh my goodness <sighs> Chiron is going to be square the north node and the south node so there will be this nice little t-square there is one i see t-squares and so it's a nice little triangle in which one of the planets is like all the pressure is being applied to that in this instance it is chiron in aries it will uh how do i say so all of the things that we talked about in terms of wounded masculine there is a choice that we have to embrace our vulnerability um or kind of fall back on old ways of working smarter not i'm sorry not working smarter working harder um as a way to reconcile right so it could be that one is utilizing can be so let's talk about positive and negative expression of this so with the positive expression of chiron there is an awareness of the ways that masculine energy internally and your identity wounds are showing up outside of you 
right? So you have the awareness in some instances for people, there are things that you've been doing to whether, you know, work through your wounds related to identity. Remember that identity wounds show up in both negative quotation marks and positive ways. One way that I think we see them show up, especially in um, people who are socialized as men, is just going on feeling injured and not feeling the need to establish boundaries for oneself because you can take it, right? When we see like Aries being like hard asses <laughs> and then they, their feelings get hurt in the end because they've been taking on so much and they haven't been allowing themselves to really feel through what's going on responding and exploding once they've taken on too much or getting angry, having an outburst, whatever it may be. This also can be that someone is doing the opposite. So you're taking it on and you're holding in a lot of anger. So Chiron and Aries is also talking about our relationship with anger and, and aggression and being assertive as well. And so there could be a going towards, uh, so in a positive way, how one might respond is then, you know, you see that you need to fall back on boundaries and limitations and acknowledge fears that are getting in the way of you being able to heal what's happening with your your identity, with your sexuality, um, your masculine, whatever it may be, right? And for some instances, this may be, for some people, it may show up as a masculine partner that you're having some sort of um, conflict or tension with or feeling internal tension related to said person, right? And so it's awareness. We can just observe. That's okay, right? And being able to see like, you know, it feels really easy to just close off, right? Um, It feels really easy to just go to work and just worry about that right and kind of ignore the wound and let it be you know and then of course it will surface later right I think I'm kind of mixing between positive and negative I my mind is all over the place please bear with me um and so on the other end it can also be responding passively passive aggressively um to feeling really clingy Um, to smothering (laughs) uh, people to it also can be trying to be you know over nurturing and worrying about a lot of people and and things outside of yourself and trying to self-soothe in that way Um, and so that could be one that that way that that's expressed it also could be an opportunity for you to choose to just acknowledge what's happening for you emotionally and so it's both right? It's so on the South Node side, having an awareness of fears and limitations to getting to that place of healing that wound, being able to acknowledge those in this moment, being able to take and observe and see what's going on for you emotionally and being able to use a structure and order, especially existing structures in your life to then be able to treat what you're feeling the way it deserves to be treated, right? It's about letting in what's surfacing, whether it be anger, whether it just be frustration, whatever it is related to how you feel about whatever perceived attack, tension, whatever it may be against your identity, being able to invite what's surfacing in to have that conversation with it and give it what it needs, right? And this is what it's gonna take 
this process over and over again to be able to quote unquote get back on the battlefield do you choose to work harder or do you choose to love harder neither is easier but one one is needed to heal do we heal by pushing the body or do we heal by pouring into ourselves and watching what breaks through the soil and feeds the world this is how you get back on the battlefield but it is a process it's slower but there will be more fruit to bear for yourself and others. And so I feel like in a way Mars in March 11th is a kind of hard stop. I want to see where the moon will be, not the moon. Yeah, the moon will be on that day. If my computer internet is going to work. It's not. I can't check and see. Oh well. Um Let's see, March 11th, the moon will likely be, oh shit, in Libra. (laughs) So it actually might be a T-square. So it definitely is a kind of conflict in terms of like what direction do I move in? Like which, which way I go? How do I proceed? You know, like, and there is this really big focus on like I and like what I need for me, right? But it's like being able to think about what you need for you is that based on projections or things that you've internalized about how you're supposed to be given a particular facet of your identity or even your identity as a whole um, and what it needs to heal? Or is it the authentic and kind of natural embodiment of you being yourself? March 16th, we're going to see Mercury re-enter Pisces. Um, And so very quickly, um, it will make its way um, through through the sign, uh, through its um, post-shadow period. And so we should be out of the woods um, by the end of March and by the time Aries season rolls around. March 19th, which is the last day of Pisces season, um ooh hold on one second and then our um <laughs> in between the 11th and the 19th is when we're going to have our the funnest part of the moon cycle I'm being sarcastic which is the last quarter moon which is about a traumatic reorientation going through a tra- through a traumatic psychological reorientation in order to allow something new to come into the old personal patterns of behavior or attitude. This is why through this entire episode I've just been telling you to focus on awareness. Focus on awareness of how compassion and unconditional love shows up in your uh especially as well as dissociative qualities and martyring are showing up in your consciousness and showing up in your thoughts attitudes, ideas, and the skills, especially the skills that you offer to the world. Where in your work are you self-sacrificing for the good of or in the name of said entity, person, whatever, that's not able to reciprocate in a way that's healthy? And where does that need to be put on like full stop, right? Um. So the last quarter moon will be on the 16th. So on this day that Mercury enters Pisces, um, and so it will 
that means the moon will be in Sagittarius, right? And so there is this, how do I say, this overwhelming, to me at least, what I could, sense of just like delusion that kind of might be in the air or an awareness of delusion. And it could even be just a for yourself, since that's the day Mercury will re-enter Pisces and you're able to look through a situation with that you've already experienced um, with new eyes, it's like, holy shit, that was what I, I saw of this, right? And so it when the moon is in Sagittarius, we can be very um, bold, right? Um, with what we feel uh, emotionally and our emotions can be very big, right? And the way that we express and show them um, to the world can be very big. And so there is this... Um, I think and my mind literally just went blank. Oh my gosh. There is a need to especially in terms of like wishful thinking or it it could be a no, it couldn't be that or like no way, you know, um that you are experiencing again re-experiencing something right because mercury entering pisces but i think it's being able to possibly go to that situation with a, a certain amount of emotional honesty that you have with yourself and a certain amount of emotional rawness that you may be able to embody that you're then able to project in a conscious in a, a compassionate way right but this also could be an energy of overextending oneself oneself and then being able to kind of create this kind of karmic pattern and karma good bad right it's neutral um because of the way that you've responded or reacted to something right and so it's being after having that level of awareness of observing the way that you usually um will navigate experiences with people in which you're trying to be compassionate or trying to embody compassion um it's being able to kind of see where the a bit of the show is right and there being some sort of consequence that you'll experience um when doing so march 19th is when we'll have uranus um sextile the north node in cancer um and of course trine uh, the south node in capricorn um, and again, going back to the idea of delusion and just awareness of delusions, I feel like it just seems like there may be this with the enlightenment and with the aha moments, especially with things that you've witnessed this week as um, Mercury has been um, Kazemi um, or in the in the eye of the sun. Right. And that aspect, I think, at this time is is separating and then it's getting back to the the funky parts of mercury retrograde um it's after that point what you're able to do with that awareness right so i wrote it is easier to destroy is it easier to destroy the world that has hurt you yes but if you lean into breaking the ground for the one you wish to live in the other will naturally crumble it was 
going to happen anyway. Is that system hurt? Is that system hurting people? But we need to a place. Is that system hurting people? Yes, but we need a place for them to go after it's over. Liberation can be sold to you. If it's not enough, just reach a bit further to create it for you. Find community. And so there is, I think, after the awareness and the breakthroughs that I feel like a lot of people will have as we move into March, there naturally is a sense of anger and feeling a bit wounded and battered, especially if you're doing things the long and slow way, right? And we're seeing things happen chaotically in our world outside of us that we feel like we have to solve and do something about now and we aren't able to, it can be very frustrating. It can be very fucking annoying, right? And so it's being, having that awareness of that, being willing to um, be really patient um, with ourselves and be really persistent and intentional about pouring into what it is that's that we want to see and this paradigm that we're being invited into, right? Instead of, um, again, destroying the world that hurt us, right? When there are people still existing in that world that need care. And again, you know, everyone's world role is different. And so there are people who need to destroy the world that has hurt us, right? But there are also people who need to break ground for the one that we wish to live in. There are those who need to take care of the people that are being hurt by the system. So this is definitely also an energy of knowing your place. And I think a lot of what, this has been a very roundabout way of getting to that, but Pisces energy and the Pisces season, while it is about the collective, what I think what we can take away from the signs, especially the one, the last four, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces, while there is this awareness of, ooh, and this is the perfect segue into what I'm about to say, while there is an awareness of collective and being a part of collective, a collective, you have to know your place and you have to know your role and you have to be willing to, again, show up for yourself, being compassionate and unconditionally loving of self. Not in this bullshit way that that's packaged and sold to us that involves self-sacrificing, that involves us pushing aside our actual real needs for the sake of feeding into systems that are meant to destroy us and harm us. But like, what does that embodiment really, really look like? What does that feel like? Listen differently. We need to hear differently. We need to think differently right? We need to expand the way that we think. We need to expand our attitudes and our thoughts, right? That's what's happening with Mercury in Pisces. That's also what happens when Mercury is in um, Sagittarius as well. While those aren't the most comfortable places for for that planet to be because they're ruled by Jupiter and because they're about expansiveness, if we are able to think about expansiveness in terms of our individual thoughts into our individual ideas and ways of projecting our consciousness, right, we can then find a better way of thinking for ourselves that will allow us to engage the world and show ourselves in a different way. And by then, by the end of this, uh, what's it called? Um, aspect that we're experiencing, we will then be entering Aries season, 
at 11.50 on the 19th, where we start the cycle all over again, right? And then it becomes all about being an individual. Um, and it becomes about remembering who you are and who your, what your identity is on an individual level, right? So this is definitely going to be a very exciting rest of the season. Hopefully it will feel like the universe is taking its um, foot off of our necks. I definitely think it will get easier um, before it gets harder. We definitely have some really exciting things coming in Aries season. The next episode that I will be doing will be our um, full moon in Virgo special, of course, every month we do that and then of course in airy season which will be really exciting we will be doing a saturn in aquarius um special which will be so dope the 19th is also international astrology day and we'll have some other really exciting updates and announcements when uh, airy season comes around But for now, thank you so much for listening and for your patience. If you'd like to support this channel, you can always donate. You can book a reading. Um, You can, I don't know, rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That's where you listen. You can make sure that you subscribe so you can see the little alert pop up at the top of your phone every time that I publish an episode. I hope you enjoyed this. And I will talk to you, when's the full moon? The full moon is the ninth, so I'll talk to you at the end of next week. Bye.